Greetings, everybody, and welcome back to episode 64 of Extreme Evo Cast, an all purpose Pokemon podcast where we talk about news, trivia, and everything related to Pokemon. I was moving my mic while I was saying that. I hope you didn't hear that. Anyway, um,. So this episode is a little bit unfortunate in its time. You know, we've had episodes in the past that were a little bit uh, not great in terms of timing of like when things come out and like, you know, when I actually am able to talk about them. And today is one of those days. You know, I'm just going to rip the bandaid off and tell you the news right off the bat. You know, if if you don't want to listen to this episode, if you came here for the talk about the talk about the direct uh, for 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 Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and Pokemon Legends Arceus, it's happening on the 18th. Uh, you unfortunately will not be, you you that will not happen today. Um, I have a, I mean like, I I want to say that it wouldn't have happened no matter what, but I don't actually know if that's true. I am uh moving to to back to florida uh for for university you know get ready for next episode the first five minutes to be like oh if you hear if it if it sounds different it's because i'm in a dorm uh but i I mean that that will be true uh but i'm moving back uh, to florida for my last year at university and uh because of that i am unfortunately uh, not able to use my computer after tonight uh tonight today is the, the last day uh, that I'm going to have my computer available to me because it's, uh, you know, uh, I'm moving across the states and I have to mail my computer because it's I'm not taking this on a plane. Are you kidding me? I don't even think I'm I don't even think I can. Uh, so we're mailing it uh, to you know my uh, my new my new place, and um, because of that. I am recording this on Monday night. Usually I record uh, EvoCast on Tuesday night, you know, in preparation for the release on Wednesday, giving myself enough time to sort of collect all of the news that I possibly can. Um, I was going to do it last night uh, because I thought that today was or like last night was going to be the last day that I uh, that I had to that I had my computer available to me. But I do I do have today uh, as well. You know, uh, we sort of pushed back the the flying day one more day um, or the mailing day one more day because, you know, changes in, in, in moving situations. It doesn't matter. Um, so unfortunately, and you know, so I'm not going to have my computer and I am, you know, I am going to have access to a computer, um, but not this one. And it would be way, way too convoluted to, you know, uh, get all of my EvoCast stuff over to that computer and record it, uh, there. Cause you know, I do have to, I do have quite a few things that sort of customary for this podcast. Um, And even then, I would have had to wait until, like, to release it until, like, Friday instead of the usual Wednesday, which, you know, I'm not opposed to doing, Uh, but it seemed, like, so much easier to just sort of talk about what I was going to talk about today, Uh, which, of course, is what I promised you, which is Pokemon Unite Part 2. So, yeah, that, you know, uh, I'm sorry that you're going to have to wait two weeks in order to hear, you know, the the new... uh, the, the new the new stuff uh but that's just sort of the situation that i found myself in and you know it, it's fine i, I want to uh you know collect my final thoughts about pokemon unite uh and 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 get ready for the big the big guns the big stuff which is of course the new games coming out um anyway let's get started today's episode uh there's not really that much going on and you know every time i say that it ends up being way more than usual but uh i'm i'm pretty confident in it this time there's not really that much uh, happening. 
in terms of news or, or you know, or, or, or much to talk about, um, which is good for me because, uh, you know, I'm going to be in the process of moving in the next couple days. So having some, some you know, a, a shorter, nice, relaxing episode is not something that I am opposed to. Uh, anyway, with the news, uh, let's start off by talking about something kind of big. Um, if you remember two episodes ago, I talked about, I believe the episode title was Pokemon Songs That Aren't About Pokemon. Um, and it was, <laughs> the topic of that episode was me sort of ranting about um, a song, which I literally can't remember the name of now. Uh, I think it was like, Take It Home by like Mabel or Mabel. I don't even, I, I still haven't learned how to pronounce that, that, that artist's name. Um, but it, it was a song that was just sort of not actually about Pokemon. And it was on the Pokemon 25th anniversary sort of album, you know, the, you know, um, I'm back, you know, back at it again today, not at Krispy Kreme, but with a uh, with more songs, more Pokemon themed songs, and you know, you're not. Don't worry, you're not gonna have to listen to me ranting about something that literally doesn't matter. Uh, no fun allowed on this podcast. Instead, a little bit of fun. Uh, these songs are, in fact, kind of about Pokemon. <laughs> And, you know, uh, if, you, if you've listened to my opinions about, about these songs, you know that that's kind of, that's good. I like that. Uh, there's, and I say these songs because there's two of them. Uh, the Pokemon 25th Anniversary has announced a, uh, a small album known as the uh, Pokemon 25 The Red EP. Um, so there's the Red EP, and then later there's going to be the Blue EP. Uh, which some of them will be, some of the songs, or maybe all of them, will be remixed uh, for the Blue EP by an artist named Zhu, uh, Z-H-U. Um, so all of these songs are, are new original works made by these artists for Pokemon. Uh, we know that already, but there's two of them this time. Um, the first one is called uh, Wonderful, and it's by American singer-songwriter Sin. C-Y-N, again, never heard of these people, um, and it's, so, like I said, these songs are not actually that bad, uh, Wonderful is good, you know, there are some, there are some lyrics in there, let me see if I can, if I can find the lyrics, some, some of these lyrics are actually kind of related to Pokemon, a little bit, uh, where is it? Eggs hatch when they want to. I don't know if that's actually related to Pokemon. It, you know, it's all about, like... It's very nature-themed, going outside, doing things. You know, does that sound familiar? I guess, you know, maybe it's a vague connection to Pokemon. But it's a connection, nonetheless, better than some of the other um, songs that we've had on this podcast so far. Um, you know, I'm glad I got friends like you. Very, very feel-good. Uh, it's a very, it's a very wonderful song. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, uh, you know, it's not bad. Uh, you know, it's enough. I'm not going to talk about it for too long. You know, uh, I think uh, done is the days of me having an entire episode be based on a song. Um, because, well, you know, there's two of them this time. But this, you know, Wonderful is a good song. Uh, it's sort of, you know, another good addition to the, the, I guess now we know the name of the of the album, which is the Red EP. And then the other one is uh, even more related to Pokemon. It actually, like, names certain Pokemon by name, 
which is which is kind of surprising. Uh, it's called uh, Gotham by Vince Staples, and you know some of the lyrics: "Ratatas are box; these are our blocks." Uh, watch for the snakes. Watch for the rats in the grass. It's actually some, you know, you know how the team rock, like Team Rocket. I am, I guess, charged up like Raichu. Sport, sport mode, fly like Mew. Actually, like some Pokemon references in here, which is a good sight to see. Um, you know, this song is is much more. I mean, this song is, you know, it's a rap song. Uh, wonderful is is more of like a more of a you know a feel good pop song. Uh, Gotham is 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 a is another pop song, but you know it's it's rap. Um, I sound I don't know why, but like whenever I talk about these songs on here, I try to just like not give my opinion about them too much. I sort of just try to describe them as as like they are, and I sound like I'm 45 years old. I don't understand why. I don't talk like this in real life. I hope you know that. I'm not like, um, oh, it's a, it's a pop song, but it's actually rap. I don't say, I don't say things like that. It's a rap song, and it's a good song. You know, I, I can, I can, I can dig this. I've gotten to the point in my, in my life where Pokemon is so ingrained in, in my sort of just way of being that, like, if a, if a song mentions a pokemon by name i'm like i'm gonna listen to the song a lot only because of that. it's so it's so jarring that it's like a like a song that could be played on the radio and it actually mentions pokemon you know it's like how how far pokemon has come that these songs are being made by like professional singer songwriters and like you can you know charged up like raichu is like an actual lyric it's not like us you know it's and it's not like a joke you know it's not like a it's like it's just a genuine song by like some dude who likes poke i assume likes pokemon you know that's that's crazy to me anyway i'm not gonna i'm not gonna dwell on this for too long but you know uh sort of in line with with past episodes and and with with Katy Perry's Electric, I've sort of focused on on some some songs in the past. So seeing these songs, I, obviously, I recommend you listen to them if you haven't already. Uh, they're wonderful and gotta wonderful is not the description of the song. In fact, it's just the title. Um, it's pretty good though. I don't know if wonderful is how far I would go, but um, you know, I recommend them. Which you know, which is something that I don't necessarily find myself doing in this in this genre of music uh you know uh but because of the fact that they mention pokemon and are vaguely related to pokemon i think any pokemon fan will enjoy them and even any non-pokemon fan will enjoy them but i don't know why a non-pokemon fan would be listening to this podcast unless you just like the sound of my voice uh if that's if that's the case i'm flattered if it's not the case why what are you doing here you know, you looking for song recommendations on, on a on a Pokemon podcast? Well, if you are, then you found some. Go listen to these songs. They're not that bad. They're pretty good. All right. Now I'm mad. <laughs> I've been preparing myself for this moment. This unrelated to the songs that I just talked about. You know, it was it was good to find solace in, in some actual songs that are about Pokemon you know, given how the episode two, two, two episodes ago was titled Pokemon songs that aren't about Pokemon this time I'm angry. Okay. There's, there's not, there's no excuse for this Pokemon. I'm absolutely outraged. There's no, there's nothing that you could tell me that could convince me that this makes anything about this is okay. I'm so mad. I can't even speak correctly. 
and I'm sure you're thinking, what what is it that Pokemon did? That you know, are they paying for like anti-LGBT services like Chick-fil-A? Are they are they, you know, kidnapping people to work in their in their sweatshops to make Pokemon cartridges? No. Uh, they're releasing Johto Pokemon in Pokemon Quest, but only in the Chinese version. Do you do you understand now why I'm so mad? You know, okay, if you listen to that one episode where I talked about my favorite po- my favorite games, my favorite Pokemon games of all time, you know that Pokemon Quest is one of my favorite Pokemon games of all time. And I I mean it's like top 10, I think. I wouldn't say it's my favorite of all time, but it's up there. And you know, it being up there as high as it is, I'm pretty I'm I'm certain that it's not nearly as high on on literally 99% of other people's list of their favorite Pokemon games. You should know that I care a lot about this game, and I have expressed my anger before at the fact that the the Chinese version of the of Pokemon Quest is getting updates. You know, they added like armored Mewtwo and like clones to the game. They they added like new stages. I don't even know if that's true, but it's I'm so mad I can't even think correctly. And now they're doing the thing that literally dozens of people wanted, which is adding Generation Two to Pokemon Quest. I am one of those dozens, and I am mad because they're they're only adding into the Chinese version. I don't and you know, taken specifically from the words of Serebii.net, let me find it. There, oh, there's even a picture of like blocky Totodile. Says uh, at present there is no sign of additions coming to the Western version of the game, and and also including costume Pokemon. The Chinese version of this game is getting so much more love than, like, the original game got, and the fact that, like, I like this game so much and that it's happening, I'm, I'm so mad, you know, I'm not actually that mad, but, like, I'm pretty mad. Why, why can't we have this? And, and like, you know, from the bottom of my heart, I'm, I'm simply hoping that this is a, a test, you know, they're like, let's run out the, 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 the Gen 2 Pokemon, uh, in, onto the Chinese version of the game. So we can test to see if people like it or and if it's going to work or not. And then we'll make Pokemon Quest 2 with every generation of Pokemon. And and the dozens of people who like this game will be happy. I'm hoping... That's like my, my wildest dreams. And, you know, again, there's there, I'm, I'm hoping that that's true, but I doubt it. Uh, they're probably just releasing it to, to, to Chinese gamers because... You know, they didn't get the game for like a year or like two years. And they're like, sorry, here's Totodile. You, you, you like this little guy, don't you? This little crocodile guy. You like him? You remember him from, from the game? Here you go. Have him. And he's cube now. He's Minecraft now. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just upset. I'm just salty, I guess, you know, please God, if, if there, I don't even know if God could, could do anything right now. Please. If, if there's a Nintendo game freak Pokemon company employee listening to this right now, first of all, big fan. Second of all, please, please, please gen two in Pokemon quest, gen three, gen four, even maybe a crumb, just a crumb. Any, just add like one more Pokemon to Pokemon quest and I'll be happy. Is that too much to ask? All right. Uh, so let's continue on. There is a new Pokemon, Japanese, I'm going to look this up right now to like sort of fact check myself. There is a Japanese Pokemon TikTok account. Official Pokemon TikTok account opens in Japan. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's like, I don't think it has any content yet. Nope, it has no content, but it is just Pokemon 
on TikTok. I don't use TikTok, so unfortunately, I, I'm not probably going to be able to like check in on this. But there you go. I wonder. I don't. I wonder what kind of what kind of content they'll be posting on TikTok. But there is a now an official Pokemon TikTok, at least in the uh, at least in the in in Japan. All right, let's talk about uh, some more specific news that we have going on here today. Uh, Pokemon Go, nothing else really on the radar except uh, for the fact that there was the EV Community Day that happened a couple days ago. And uh, this Community Day in particular uh, seems like it got way more attention uh, than like literally any other community day I've ever seen, uh, mostly probably because it's Eevee. You know, I've seen a lot of people talking about, uh, getting their shiny EVs and all their sh- uh, favorite shiny evolutions. Um, so good on that. Cafe Mix similarly doesn't really have that much, uh, going on for it, except for an update that adds 15 new stages and a, uh, a new event, uh, that is Dragonite Repeat, uh, which adds Dragonite into the game, and it runs until August 25th. Pokemon Masters has a little bit more today. Um, there is an event uh, that adds Sydney and Absol, the the like long forgotten Elite Four member from from Ruby Sapphire Emerald. The, the 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 trainer that I always thought was a a, fi- a fire type trainer when I first saw him because of his little like flame shaped single like tuft of hair on the front of his head <laughs> uh but he's dark type as well as a new a new duo uh coming to pokemon masters i guess a duo of a do du- a duo of pairs um hop and zamazenta as well as leon and eternatus um through a scout is coming um, it also introduces Dynamax into the game, uh, and as well as voice acting for Hop and Leon. The first voice acting other than Twilight Wings, I think, that has had these two talking uh, in, in the game. And um, boy, I gotta say, hearing them be British is so jarring to me. Uh, like, Good lord, if you haven't watched the, the trailer yet, it's called Howling Shield of Eternity. It's just sort of the, like the trailer for the Dynamax and Masters, as well as, you know, uh, Leon and, and Eternatus coming to Pokemon Masters. But like, wow, for some reason, just for some reason, hearing Hop and Leon speak in, in, in British accents is so weird to me. It like it, it caught me off guard so much. <laughs> and I assume that's how they're going to be talking in the game. I'm listening to it right now. Uh, as well as as Leon's crazy new outfit that sort of matches Eternatus. He's wearing like a turtleneck, like sleeveless. I don't even know what this man has going on for him, uh, but he's wearing it. And he, <laughs> uh, good Lord, he, he he's certainly wearing an outfit. And good Lord, he is also certainly British. It's so, I can't get over it. I know like British people exist, obviously, but for some reason hearing, and, and, and like, I know that Gala is based on Eng- like, you know, uh, Europe, but oh, wow. It's so weird. I don't know why it's so weird, but it's, it's so weird. You know, Pokemon games don't usually have voice acting in them. Uh, they're, they're, that's usually, uh, preserved for the anime or like any other sort of media that might have voice acting. So hearing this, you know, this beloved, these two beloved characters that, that I've sort of imagined voices in my head for, uh, all throughout my multiple playthroughs of Sword and Shield have like just striking British accents is not something I think I was ready for. 
All right, it's merch time. We we got a couple things to talk about today. Some new things for you to possibly spend all of your hard-earned money on uh Pokemon stuff. Let's 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 do it. Let's look at some let's look at some Pokemon stuff. So, starting off, there are new uh region tour pin box set. It has all of the all the the regions, Kanto, Johto, Hoenn, Sinnoh, Unova, Kalos, Alola, and Galar. All the main series ones, at least. No ore or whatever uh, the ranger ones are. Uh, and little pins, you know, based on those sort of, uh, you know, like the um, the posters that they had along a while ago of, like, you do the generations. It shows, like, you know, some uh, some some cute, thing, uh, you know, some, some cute art of, like, of places of interest in... Um, in each of the genera- in each of the, the regions, as well as a little mythical Pokemon, you know, Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, Manaphy, all the little baby, uh, mythicals. So those are available in, uh, in pins in the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center online, uh, right now. More pins. We also have Pokemon, uh, Johto starter pins, Chikorita, Cyndaquil, Totodile. Well, they're, yeah, they're, uh, they're like mostly silver, but they have like the color of their of their element behind them, as well as a little bit of art of some of their um, their future evolutions, which is pretty cute. If you want to look at like most of these, by the way, go ahead and go on uh, on Pokey Jungle. It's where I get all my merch uh, stuff. But these are available in the U.S. and Canadian Pokemon Center online um, as well. Most of these are, I think. Um, Except for this one, actually. This is, a, but but this one's really exciting. This is a line of clothing, um, I believe, only available in Japan. And I couldn't really find any information on where they're available, uh, but it is on a Japanese website. Um, but there, the Pokemon Company is teaming up with some contemporary artists, uh, sort of like some abstract uh, sketches of Pokemon, like Pikachu, Snorlax uh ditto things like that it's called um it's from the the company uniqlo u-n-i-q-l-o uh, it's and the the sort of system is, or the like the brand is or like the you know the the the, the movement i suppose is called ut <laughs> uh it's cute art you know a lot of a lot of uh very very stylistic uh pokemon art very sketchy uh it, it looks good i don't know if these are going to be available anywhere um, like soon, but, uh, they, it is, uh, it is a Japanese website, so I don't know if that's going to be anywhere in, uh, the U.S., unfortunately, but I, I figured it would be worth, uh, talking about. Just an absolute plethora of new jewelry that you can get. There's literally, like, th- like, two more that you can get. Jewelry, pins, whatever you want, you know? There's, there's Gengar jewelry. <laughs> uh, it comes in different variations. It has, uh, silver gold and and like rose gold or whatever color that is uh who god these are probably so expensive but uh they're from new treasure same as like the uh all the other sort of jewelry uh that i that i've talked about on this podcast that's available as well as a 25th anniversary jewelry added to the u.s and canadian pokemon center online uh which is like a golden pikachu uh a golden Pikachu head with the the two and the five uh, on the cheeks for the 25th anniversary. And finally, uh, there is, well, I say finally, you know, like I was going to make a big spiel about, about plentiful plushies, you know, the, the sort of mini segment that where we, where we look at like, 
closer, like the newest soft friend. You can, yeah, I was still working on the, you know, the sort of tagline, but uh, I, I was going to say finally, and then move on to plentiful plushies, but there's literally only one. So I guess not finally. Uh, first, there is a, a, a Snorlax a uh, group of items coming to GameStop. You can get a Snorlax action figure, a Snorlax mug, another Snorlax mug. The, okay, one of the mugs is like shaped like Snorlax. The other mug just has Snorlax on it. It's a very distinct um, distinction, I guess. Um, but it's 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 very cute. I think the best one is definitely the Snorlax face mug. I mean, it's a giant mug that's that's shaped like Snorlax's face. How what how you know. Who wouldn't want to drink, like, or, like, eat a nice soup or drink, like, a nice hot chocolate on a cold winter day out of, like, the Pokemon that's known for eating the most? And finally, we're going to wrap up the merch section with Plentiful Plushies, which is only one, but it is a little bit of an interesting one. Uh, they're adding a new Pokemon to the Build-A-Bear lineup. Uh, this one is Espeon. There's an e- I don't know why Espeon is the, is the only one that... Uh, is getting one right now. I don't know actually if they've if they've had any more um, Build a Bear Pokemon that or like uh, evolutions, but apparently uh, Espeon's available now. I'm gonna look actually real quick to see if there's if there's any other. Here we go, Pokemon. Oh no! Oh my God! What? I didn't know about this. There's so many. Okay, hold on. I'm gonna go through these now. There's a Pikachu one, obviously. Charmander and Squirtle and Bulbasaur. I didn't know about these guys. Score Bunny, we we learned about last time, and then there's Mew. Um, which I guess uh, all of the four that I just mentioned are out of stock. But Pikachu, and then uh, Eevee, and Flareon. Oh my God, there's so many of them. Okay, well I didn't know about that. There's an Eevee build a bear. There's a Flareon build a bear. They all have little hoodies on with like you know depictions of their of their element. Flareon's got like a like fi- a fire hoodie. Espeon's got like a magic hoodie. These are so cute. If only they weren't seventy dollars, like base, you know. I mean, I'm sure it's worth it for like you know a loving a loving child or or a gift for a loved one. But I mean, yeah, I I'm 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 kind of upset that I didn't learn about these uh, these in the past. Well, I mean, now you know. I mean, I, I said there was only one plushie, but I mean, really, we learned about like seven new ones so there you go there's like your full plentiful plushies uh lineup in in about five seconds and before we move on uh to the main topic of today's episode that was it for the merch by the way there wasn't really that much more like there wasn't that merch anyway um let's move on to uh everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random pokemon every single episode and if you can guess this pokemon it is number 767 i'll give you a second number 767 is wimpod who is a dual type bug water pokemon introduced in generation 7 uh it evolves into Golosopod starting at level 30 uh, Wimpod is a bug water type Pokemon, like we just learned. Uh, it has the ability Wimpout, its only ability, which is, of course, the, the very signature um, Wimpod thing, where uh, if it gets, I believe, it just, if it just get, it gets hit? No, okay, it's, it's, uh, if it, if it gets below half of its full HP, it will flee in wild battles or switch out in trainer battles. Um... 
And it, it, I'm pretty sure, does emergency exit do the same thing? It does. Okay, it, it, so wimp out and emergency exit are the same, uh, the same ability. It's just different on each Pokemon to sort of characterize them a little bit more. Um, Wimpod is one foot eight uh, or zero point five meters, twenty six point five pounds, or twelve point or twelve kilograms. Um, Wimpod, you know, a, a cool concept. Uh, what what are they based on? I don't want to mess this up. But they're based on oh, they're isopods, right? Duh. Um, that's, I, I literally, I don't know why I didn't remember that isopods were a thing, but you know, uh, there hasn't been any, any isopod Pokemon yet. And, and what better Pokemon to represent it, I guess, by Wimpod. I've always liked Wimpod, uh, Golosopod too, but you know, uh, I, I definitely like Golosopod a little more. It's a very, very, very cool Pokemon. Um, I guess, you know, also it's well known as Guzma's signature Pokemon, but this is about Wimpod. The, 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 the notorious notoriously difficult to catch uh pokemon in sun and moon one of the hardest just because of its its stupid ability <laughs> um let's let's look a little bit at its um its pokedex entries right off the bat let's see uh not very many because it was introduced later this pokemon is a coward just starting it starting it just like that uh as it desperately dashes off the filling of its many legs leave a sparkling clean path in its wake uh, its habitat varies from beaches to seabeds. A natural scavenger, it will gleefully chow on anything edible, no matter how rotten. Yuck. First of all, uh, it will pick up anything it finds on the ground. Sometimes it finds coins, so Murkrow and Meowth will go after them. That's fun. An astonishingly coward, cowardly Pokemon, Wimpod will whir its legs at high speeds to run away if anything comes near it. Cool. I mean, you know, uh, simple. Good, good concepts. Like, one of the most solidly concept, one of the most solid Pokemon concept-wise, I think, ever, in my opinion. You know, it, it does exactly what it does. It's a it's a coward, <laughs> but it's also an isopod, so it's, you know, it's cute. Uh, let's see. Is there any trivia about this thing that's, that's sort of interesting? What what, what could be said? Uh, Wimpod is the only Pokemon with a base stat total of 230. That's it. Interesting. I, I remember when Wimpod was, was teased. It was one of the first Pokemon teased on, uh, in, in Sun and Moon. And, it, you know, everyone was a huge fan. And then when, when, when they found out that Golosop, it evolved into Golosopod, people, people loved this thing. I, I mean, I, at least I love this thing. I still, I still love this thing. Uh, Wimpod is one of the most fun, is like a fond Pokemon in my memory because it, it really represented like some of the coolest Pokemon added to Sun and Moon, you know? Uh, I think it was in its prime and we were just learning about Sun and Moon. We knew about Sun and Moon, but we didn't know about any of the new Pokemon coming out. It was like, oh, here's Wimpod. And, you know, people are like, that's sick. It's a cool Pokemon. Golosopod too. I, you know, not to like overshadow Wimpod about go- with, with, with Golosopod, but I think that's like the entire point um, of, of, Wim- of Golosopod. It's just like a better and like less cowardly version of, of Golosopod. So, you know, I don't feel too bad about that. Um, before we, before we do the shiny rating, by the way, I'm going to say, um, I'm not going to talk about it, uh, in a, in, in a competitive format. Usually I talk about it like, you know, little cup, like Pokemon like this, just to give them a chance. But like, it's literally just a suicide lead. (laughs) And like, that's not very interesting. Like there's a big paragraph about, about Wimpod and like, Sure, it has a it has a really really high speed set of eighty, 
you know, but like it's literally just a spike setter. It it just it just does spikes, it does taunt, and it uses scald and aqua jet if it doesn't die right away. So you know you know nothing nothing too interesting. Uh, so let's let's get to the shiny rating and then uh, and we'll move on from that. So, uh, Wimpod. Oh, I'm at the wrong page. Wimpod is um, it pretty much changes nothing. In fact, I'm pretty sure it only changes its main color, which is the purple. Uh, into a very vibrant red, which I think personally is a very, very good, uh, a very, very good change. It's re- it looks really cool, uh, especially just like the red that it turns into. It's like a it's like a bright crimson. It's not like a like a gross red or like a blood red. It is like a like a bright red, and I think it really fits. You know, sort of with like the caution, the danger that this Pokemon brings out, I guess, onto itself. Like, oh, so good. Such it's such honestly one of like my favorite shiny forms of all time maybe, definitely up there, uh in 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 a lot of shiny forms I've always really liked the coloration of this of this thing so I'm gonna give it, um a, a, a surprisingly high, uh shiny rating I don't think there's been too many high shiny ratings in the past uh, couple episodes of EvoCast so this is a good, um, uh this is a good a good change I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. And and I know that might be a little bit surprising for how high it is. Like I'm, I've given nine out of tens to like the best of the best. But I I don't know, I don't know what it is about this thing. It's just it's so bright, it's so vibrant. Maybe it's because, maybe partially because it reminds me of the corruption and the crimson from Terraria. But you know I digress. <laughs> it's it's a cool shiny. What can I say? All right. Let's do, let's talk about the main, let's talk about what everyone's here for. Pokemon Unite. Well, you know, I mean, we already kind of talked about it last time, but there's a few more things that I want to, that I want to talk about, uh, with Pokemon Unite. Mostly just, uh, sort of some of the, some of the other things that I didn't get to talk about last time, specifically, um, you know, the, 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 the smaller things, uh, and the patch notes that were, that were sort of updated, um, uh, a couple, a couple, like a week ago, uh, on the 4th of August. So like almost two weeks ago at this point, um, regarding Pokemon Unite, I haven't actually really had much time to play it recently. I, because I'm not going to have my computer, uh, there will be many opportunities for me to, to, to actually, um, to play it. You know, when I don't have my computer, I'll be probably playing a lot of Switch games. So I will be playing, uh, Unite possibly. Um, but you know, I, I, I still remember things from the game. I've been having a great time with the game. I've been playing it every so often, but I just really haven't had the time, you know, dealing with a lot more things, uh, before I move back to school. But, um, you know, my opinions on the game have not changed for, you know, it's sort of in my conclusion last time I talked about how I love the game. It's, it's, it's like one of the best, you know, I've never really been a MOBA fan, uh, in the past, League of Legends didn't really hit it off for me, but Pokemon Unite has been, like, genuinely a fantastic time, you know, I love team games, I played a lot of Overwatch when that was, a, when that was huge, uh, you know, playing competitive, playing team games, doing callouts, I love that, I love having games with, like, a bunch of different characters in it, like Smash, things like that, you know, I like competitive games with, with options, um, and Pokemon Unite is, is, is that, and, you know, the game is, is polished really nicely, it feels great to, it feels great to win, and not really that bad to lose, it's sort of like, you know, it's a, it, it finds a good balance, 
Um, other than Zapdos, really, which, you know, if you want to hear my opinions about the game changer that is Zapdos, listen to last episode. But, you know, other than that, I will say that the game, it feels great to win, and it doesn't really feel that bad to lose unless, you know, Zapdos comes into play. I mean, like, you know, I've heard, I've heard some, some mixed feelings from friends about, uh, you know, how the game feels to lose. Personally, I haven't really been finding myself getting too upset at the game. You know, it's very chill. Games are fast. You know, everything feels pretty balanced, so it really doesn't feel like it's unfair when you lose unless Zapdos comes into play, blah, blah, blah. But, like, you know, other than that, uh, the game feels good to play just in general. Um, and, and, you know, we talked about the, we talked about the gameplay essence of, we, we talked about that last time. We talked about the main core mechanics of the game and how it felt to play. This time I want to touch on a couple more, um, smaller things. Like, for example, the trainer customization. You know, that that is sort of a large thing in Pokemon Unite. There's a big emphasis on, on customizing your trainer, you know, trainer cards, just like in Sword and Shield and, you know. Um, there's a gotcha system that you can pull from as you play games. Um, you, you know, as you, I guess I'll, I'll just go into this as like the first sort of point that I want to talk about. As you go, as you play games, you get these, this energy. And once you get like 30, if you like 40, if you win and 10, if you lose something like that, I don't know the exact numbers, but you get less if you lose, which sucks. Um, and when you get a hundred of it, you can pull on like a gotcha system or you can pull uh, clothes, you can pull, uh, you you know, you can pull like currency, like the tickets you can use to buy skins. You can, you know, you can actually pull his skins. Like I'm pretty sure like the rarest pull from the gotcha is like the talent, like the legendary talent flame skin. So, you know, there's, there's a lot on the line. It's, it, it feels good to sort of have this like opportunity. And, you know, even if you don't get something that you want, you get an outfit that you can sort of purchase, uh, or that you can wear. I mean, purchase, uh, you know what I mean? Um, the clothes are nice. You know, the trainer customization is pretty straightforward. Uh, it's just like different clothing options. I don't really know what else to say about that. Um, you know, you can also get clothes. You get clothes from the battle pass, which is something I don't think I talked about last time. It was like, it was super cheap. The battle pass, it was like $3 for the gems that you, that you have to, you know, use to get, uh, the battle pass. Really not that bad if I'm being honest with you. You know, you have to do, like, daily seasonal missions where you, like, get MVP a certain amount of times or you, you know, you level up or you, you know, do things like that and you get, you level up in the battle pass, you get rewards, very, very typical battle pass. You know, most of the rewards are just, like, clothes and, like, the tickets and, like, the, the, the item level up material. I don't remember what they're called, uh, but, you know. Uh, it's not like you get like a bunch of crazy stuff from it. You kind of just get more of what everyone else is getting and like maybe some uh, some like unique clothing that nobody else can get. And then I'm pretty sure at the end of the battle pass uh, and at the beginning, actually, you get if, if you sign up for the battle pass starting at level one, I'm pretty sure you get like the Pikachu skin, like the the cool at least this season. I don't know if it's actually going to be ending anytime soon. I haven't uh checked it in a while. I think it was like 40 days last time I played, which was like a week ago. So you know, you have a long time to do it, but you know, if you if you buy the battle pass, you get the Pikachu skin and then at the very end if you reach level 100, you get the the pirate uh Cinderace skin, which is, you know, cool. You know, it's a it's a good prize. I've already seen people who've maxed out the entire battle pass, including someone that I know, uh like just like paying like $100 to max out the entire battle pass so they can get the Cinderace skin. Uh, you know, 
valid, not something that I would do, but understandable. And I suppose that brings me to my next point, uh, that a lot, there was a lot of controversy on like the day of release or like the first couple days of release. And then I've literally never heard anyone talk about it ever again, that Pokemon Unite is pay to win. And you know, I can kind of understand that. The, the argument is that, the, you know, uh, there's held items in the game. Uh, each, you know, every Pokemon can hold three held items. Uh, you get, you know, uh, they boost your attack or they or they do special effects. Like when you're scoring, they give you a shield, things like that. And you can level them up. And they get stronger as you level them up, including like bonuses, I think, at like 10, 20, and 30. And max is 30. Uh, and the argument is that you can just pay real-life money to buy the materials in order to level up your held items to level 30, and then you will have a genuine advantage over your teammate, your, over the enemy team. And, you know, I will say that it's true, but I don't think I have ever encountered a situation, maybe, you know, maybe it's a problem very, very high rank. <laughs> we all know that I'm not there. Uh, but, you know, I personally have never seen a single account, even watching streamers, you know, playing the game myself, playing in ranked, watching people in, in like in veteran play uh, ranked, have never seen a situation where it has been strikingly obvious that somebody is pay to win unless they have like the Cinderace skin. You know, it's like, yes, you can level up all your held items to level 30. But like if you play a lot, my, my held items are all like almost level 20. Like, all the three that I use for my main, my main, Cramorant, you know? And, like, I don't know how big of a difference it makes, but, like, it's not... This isn't a 1v1 game. This isn't purely about who, you know, who can do best. Who who can do the most damage in one fell swoop against the other person? You know, it's not that. It's situa situational awareness. It's teammate composition. You know, you... if it, Say, okay, here here's an example for you. If you have a Cramorant and a Zero Aura going up against another Zero Aura, and the Zero Aura on the enemy team is maxed out in held items, and the Cramorant and the Zero Aura are not, you know, they maybe they're like level 10, level 15 in, in all their held items, and, you know, every player knows what they're doing. They know the situation that they're in, they know what to expect. I don't, I still don't think that unless the Zero Aura player is like an absolute god or like, you know, I mean, there's a, there's a, there's a chance that the Zero Aura player wins this, that situation, you know, there, uh, Zero Aura can certainly 2v1 uh, a fight, but I don't think that the held item difference is making that much of a difference. You know, maybe if like you're jungling two, two Gengars or like two, like, you know, Machamps are jungling in the middle and they kill the same amounts of Pokemon in the same, same amount of time. You know, they go up against each other at the same time with the same amount of XP, the same moves or like the moves of their choice. Maybe in that situation, the held items would make a very big difference. But even then I do think that people just with an advantage, like with a, who can like outplay their opponent. That's the most important part. I don't, I pers this is coming from my personal experience. The, you know, these are my opinions. I mean, like, I haven't looked at the game stats. I haven't looked at, like, how the game really works in a 1v1 situation. I might be wrong. But as far as I can tell, it doesn't make that much of a difference. It does make a difference. I'm not saying that, it, that like, it's not true. But 
it's definitely, I don't think, in my opinion, as much of an issue as people bring it up to be. Um, and, you know, I suppose a good way to segue this into the, it would be in, into the held item system in general and say that I think it's fun. I think that the, uh, I think the held item system, you know, going from talking about how it's a little bit pay to win to talking about how fun it is, um, you know, there's a lot of held items in the game that do a lot of different things. And it sort of allows you to take a cast of what, like 20 Pokemon and turn it into a very, very, a vast cast because uh you can you can build your zero aura differently from any other person's zero aura if you choose you know held items i mean obviously you're not going to want to put special attack or, or whatever whatever attack stat that zero aura doesn't use you're not going to want to put that on him because it's literally going to do nothing but you know you can maybe put the scoring shield on him you can put you know the the exp share on it on a zero aura and then you can put like an attack boosting one and then your friend who also plays zero aura could put you know leftovers and uh the the, the buddy shield you know it's like you you can build each of your Pokemon in a different way if you want to, using the held items that are that are available to you. And also the battle items. You know, there's the eject button that you can use as like a quick burst option. Uh, there's a, you know, X attack, it boosts your attack. And the X speed, it boosts your speed for a certain amount of time. You know, the things that you press the Y button for that you can sort of use you know multiple times throughout the match it's not just like a one time it's sort of like an extra move but it's universal to whatever pokemon you're playing or like you as a as a person it's universal um there's a lot of different ways that you can customize how you play this game and i think that it's genuinely made it more fun and you know this isn't i think this is not a a, a very different idea for most MOBAs. I, I'm 99% sure that games like League of Legends and Dota also use systems like this, where you can kind of customize your heroes however you want to. Um, it's new to me. You know, Overwatch never had that stuff. It never had options for you to sort of change how your character interacts with the world or, like, what stats you boost. You know, not like, like uh, you know, a game like Unite for me is very different uh, in that sense. Uh, and I'm having a blast with the customization. You know, I have this like strict, you know, very, very efficient build on my Cramorant. And I think it's, I forget what it is. I think it's like the Shell Bell, the Wise Glasses, and the uh, the, the Buddy Shield, you know, when, when you ult. Because Cramorant's ult, in my opinion, is, is really, really strong. And I love using it. So, you know, that's the way that I play Cramorant. You know, I like to do that specific thing. But you can play Cramorant with, you know, just like, EXP share, jungle, whatever you want, you know, do whatever you want with Cramorant, do whatever you want with any other Pokemon, you have a lot of control over, uh, what your, what, how you build your Pokemon, and, you know, there is a case to be made about, oh, how am I supposed to build my Pokemon if I can't level up a bunch of different held items because this game's pay to win, that's understandable, because, I have had that problem myself where I don't want to switch held items because the held items I do have are low level. I do think that might be a, a genuine problem with the held item system. But at its best, it is a wonderful customization, uh, you know, it's a, it's a wonderful customization option for, for everyone. Uh, and, you know, people can people can make whatever Pokemon they want in whatever way they want. And it's it's very intuitive and I like it a lot. There's a few more things I want to talk about with Pokemon Unite uh, before we end it off here. Um, 
specifically, first of all, one more thing before we get into like more of the the outside things. Um, I haven't really had an opportunity to play too many quick battles. Uh, I did a full. I did watch someone play a four v four. Uh, and then I also did play a 3v3, my, a couple 3v3s myself. The 4v4s are in, like, an ice area. I think there's multiple maps uh, where, like, you know, there's there's only one hoop. There's only, there's only one scoring section. There's different Pokemon on the map that do different things. It's a different map layout. You know, sort of like, like how there's Zapdos on the main map. There's, like, an Avalog, I think, on that map that does something specific. And then the 3v3 is sort of like a, um, you know, uh, an open match where open map where, where, where the scoring areas are not team locked, where you sort of have, uh, you know, anyone can score anywhere. There's Pokemon all over the map. There's conveyor belts that move you around. Uh, Reggie Gigas spawns in the center that he does. He does something who know I don't even know what he does, but like, you know, there, there's, there's other game modes to this, uh, to this game that I haven't actually had too much of an opportunity to play. And I think I will talk about it at some point, maybe not in like a main topic, but if I ever do get around to playing more quick battles with some friends or maybe just on my own time, um, I want to talk about it. I want to see, cause it, it's, it's a, it's a portion of Pokemon Unite that I really have not seen a lot of people, uh, discuss and it looks fun you know the the 3v3s were really fun when I played it um you know it it wasn't it wasn't just like an offset thing I kind of wish that they would do more with it you know ranked 4v4 ranked 3v3 who knows that I mean they could you know they're probably just using this as sort of a test to see if people like it or not you know how many people play quick play or how many people play quick matches you know um uh, so far, from what I can tell, it, it really changes the way that you play the game. And it opens up possibilities uh, for, for many, many different strategies. You know, limiting how many Pokemon are in each team and these, like, random situations, you know, like, not no team lock scoring areas, different Pokemon that do different things, you know, on the on the map. I mean, you know, things like that. It's, it's fun, and it really shows how malleable this game is in terms of what it can do and what they can add to it. And it makes me more so, in general, just excited for the future of, like, what what they could do, you know, how they could, uh, how they can sort of change this game and, and you know, add new game modes and, and make it more fun for people who maybe are a little more burnt out. All right, I think I've given my opinion about like pretty much everything there is about this game so far. And and you know, now we're going to talk a second about uh some of the more you know, some of the more some of the things that are a little more recent and some things that are a little bit more uh less opinionated and more just like about the game itself. Um specifically the patch notes because um, I, you know, I, I briefly talked about this last time, but there was a pretty gen, uh, you know, general consensus that, uh, Gengar was very broken. Uh, Gengar was very strong. Gengar was very fast. Gengar was very good at what he does in like a way that like just really t- made it kind of not fun. If you don't know what I'm talking about, Gengar could use Sludge Bomb and Hex to essentially coat someone in poison and then if someone is poisoned they can just chase them down almost infinitely until they die because hex uh is like a teleport like behind you you know nothing personnel kid kind of thing and then you um and then if someone is sludge bombed it resets the cooldown so you could just teleport 
teleport, teleport, kill them, you know, you see what I'm trying to get here, and, you know, I mean, like, that's totally fair, that's sort of just what Gengar does, and, like, you know, uh, it's a cool, it's a cool sort of way for them to do, you know, a character in this game, but a lot of people were complaining he's very overpowered, and they tried to change how he worked a little bit, you know, balancing the moves in the latest uh, patch notes, and, uh, but, in doing so, they made Gengar go from being broken in an overpowered standpoint to broken literally in that he doesn't work half the time. Uh, there's a bug going around right now where Gengar, um, sometimes his cooldown just doesn't reset when he uses uh, Sludge Bomb and the only way to, to, cha- to fix it is to die. And like, you know... Th- it, it that sucks. You know, I'm 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 not going to be the first person to say that. That sucks. A character being like genuinely broken is much worse than them being overpowered because it just means like the people who actually play the character don't get to have fun because their character doesn't work correctly. You know, that sucks. Um but I do think it's kind of funny that he broke <laughs> in trying to fix him. They made him go from like probably one of the strongest characters in the game offensively to uh, just a character, like, he's still good, but, like, sometimes he just breaks and doesn't work, it almost makes me think maybe this is, like, their quick fix, or, like, all right, just make him, like, not, just make it not work every so often, you know, just make him so he is, he just, he can't do what he does, you know, people won't complain about him if he can't do what he does, you know, um, but other than that, uh, you know, uh, the, the patch notes for this game went along pretty well, and, you know, I have been around the block in games with patch notes. I've been playing Smash for as long as I can remember. I, you know, Overwatch, uh, Team Fortress 2, games that have patch notes, you know, a lot of different things to change. Uh, they have, you know, I-, I have been around the block with games with patch notes in them. And I gotta say, um, Pokemon Unite's way of patching things so far have been very good. You know, they're kind of just changing certain things about certain Pokemon, making some things certain better, you know, making some things better than others, tweaking things to make them a little more fair. And then I think later they're hopefully going to be changing some of the more stark, uh, you know, problems with the core games, such as Zapdos, things like that. Uh, But for now, uh, there have been a couple changes. You know, they made Charizard better. Uh, his flamethrower is, is stronger, his fire punch is stronger, fire blast is stronger, Talonflame, Venusaur, these three, Talonflame, Charizard, and Venusaur, I think were, like, everybody's bottom three, like, worst characters in the game, not everyone, of course, but, like, the, you know, like, the general consensus of, like, the three worst characters in the game, so seeing that they just, like, straight up made all three of them better is fantastic, you know, Venusaur is, 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 he's not great, but he's stronger now, Talonflame is better, um, they, they, they buffed Absol, too, uh, Wigglytuff, like, they just, like, made her general stats better, like, defense, special defense, and HP, they just made her bulkier, um, you know, they buffed Double Slap, they buffed Sing, they bug-fixed, uh, Dazzling Gleam, um, they nerfed Eldegoss, you know, like, again, people's, like, one of their top picks for, like, the best support in the game, they, 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 they tweaked her a little bit, you know, they nerfed Eldegoss a little bit more, um, Cinderace has been decreased a little bit, decreased, nerfed a little bit, you know, Gengar, uh, I mean, his Shadow Ball got, uh, got buffed, but, like, you know, things like Hex and, and stuff, uh, got, before he was broken, you know, they got, they got nerfed, 
you know, they, they balanced Kramer and, you know, they, everything like that. They, they did a lot to sort of change so far. I can already tell that they know what they're doing when it comes to, to tweaking Pokemon like this, you know, they're, they're, they're changing the small things that matter. They're reducing cooldowns. They're increasing damage. They're buffing characters, stats, things like that. It's, it's a good sign. It makes me like, there's nothing better than having a main or like being frustrated about a specific Pokemon in this game or like in any sort of like team based, you know, MOBA, I assume, uh, things like this, you know, there's nothing better than like having a main or having a character that you think is a little bit busted. And then, uh, patch notes come out and what do you know, your main got better and that annoying character that you don't like got nerfed. That's a great feeling. You know, it's great. It, it, it really makes you look forward to updates. And, you know, the updates can be a make or break in terms of like, am I going to continue playing this game? Well, you know, if they, if I have hopes that they're eventually going to fix this broken character, yeah, you know, I'm sure. Why not? You know, I can endure the pain a little longer, hopefully waiting for them to fix this. But like, you know, it, I think it makes a big difference in whether or not people will stay and continue to play a game. I know it does for me, at least. I'm excited to see what they do in the future. You know, I'm not going to I'm not going to uh, dwell on this for too much longer, but uh, it, it's really nice to see just as sort of like a, you know, in the first like month or two. Um, that they're already buffing and nerfing Pokemon. You know, they already are like, all right, new game, let's do it. Let's change some things. Let's make this game more enjoyable for people who are playing, you know, the people who are committed to the game. Let's make it more fun. We're in for the long haul, you know, is sort of what I'm hoping that their their situation is. And it honestly just makes me even more excited to continue playing this game. Okay. Enough about patch notes, enough about balance changes, everything like that. Let's talk about something new being added to the game uh, that was actually released this morning. Uh, Something that I don't think anyone was expecting, uh, mostly because uh, they were expecting something else to happen in its place. Um, There's a new Pokemon coming out soon. I think like literally in the next couple days, um, Blissey is coming out, uh, the new support Pokemon, you know. Um, unfortunately in the Pokemon Unite trailers, we don't really get to see too much of like what a Pokemon does in terms of like their abilities or like their ult or anything like that. You know, we just sort of see like them moving around and slapping people and like, you know, maybe scoring. Um, so we don't really know exactly what Blissey does at the moment, but, uh, she's coming. She's a support Pokemon. It's a, obviously she's a healer. I think one of the only uh, other supports to be able to heal, you know, uh, Mr. Mime and, and Wigglytuff can't heal, but Eldegoss can. It's nice to have another healer. Um, uh, you know, I'm excited. A lot of people were expecting Blastoise to happen. And I think that that's totally fair considering that like he was in the beta uh, he was, like, first on, like, the, hey, these new Pokemon are coming to Pokemon Unite, you know? Uh, <laughs> uh, so, you know, a lot of people are kind of upset that Blastoise isn't coming now, uh, that, that Blissey's coming first. But honestly, as, uh, you know, in my opinion, I think having a new Pokemon is is even more exciting. You know, we already got Gardevoir. Um, like, really, really soon after Gardevoir, we're already getting Blissey. So, like, they're going to just pump this game with new Pokemon and new content is what I'm hoping for. Uh, we're probably going to get a balance change once she comes out in a couple days. Uh, you know, Blastoise is soon to come after that. Um, I don't even remember what other Pokemon are coming, but like there's more Pokemon coming, you know, there's, there's challenge, there's changes, there's new Pokemon. Blissey is on her way. Blastoise is on her way. I, I I guess Blastoise is a, is a, is a girl. Good for her. 
Uh, you know what I mean. <laughs> it, it, it's exciting. I, you know, I, I sort of going into this episode, I didn't really expect myself to to be, you know, um, I was sort of out of it for a little bit because I haven't played it in a couple of days. But now I'm kind of just getting myself more and more pumped up about this game. I want to play it now, and, and and that's the magic of patch notes and new Pokemon, new characters, you know, new heroes, champions being added to games like this is that like, it just rejuvenates my, my love for games like this. And like, not only, you know, not even that, like the game was like dying already in my mind. I just haven't had time to play it. And like, this is just making me want to play it even more than it, than it, than it has, you know, I'm, I'm very excited and, you know, I'm going to wrap things up, uh, pretty much right now, but you know, I, and this is going to be probably the last time I talk extensively about Pokemon Unite, uh, other than maybe just mentioning like the new Pokemon or the patch notes or something. Um, and you know, I, I hope you've enjoyed, uh, hearing me sort of gush and, and, and maybe even rant a little bit about Unite, but it's, it's fun. You know, to, to go over my conclusion again, like last time, it's it's such a fantastic game. And if you haven't tried it out yet, if you don't think that you uh, are a fan of MOBAs, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, I tried League of Legends a couple times and I'm like, I hate this game. I don't I don't I don't like MOBAs at all, but I am absolutely loving Pokemon Unite. And I think that you should give it a try as well. All right, let's finish it up with everyone's favorite segment where we talk about a random move every single episode move tutor and today's move i remember this one specifically the number at least um number 25 you know getting such a low number out of like 900 moves is is pretty jarring um but move number 25 is mega kick uh, Mega Kick, or Megaton Kick in Japanese, is a damage-dealing normal-type move introduced in Generation 1. It is TM05 in Generation 1 and TM01 in Generation 8. Uh, it was the signature move of Hitmonlee in Generation 2, Ruby and Sapphire, and from Generation 4 to Generation 6. Uh, it might be a counterpart to Mega Punch being the same type and having a similar name. Hold on. Uh, it, so it was the signature move of Hitmonlee in Gen 2, Gen 4, 5, and 6, but only Ruby and Sapphire. Why wasn't it? Who else could learn it? In in Emerald, I guess is what they're trying to say. Or like Fire, maybe Fire Red Leaf Green is like where it, like another Pokemon learned it. I have no idea. That is so confusing. You could They could have just said Generation 2 to 6 except for Emerald and like Fire Red Leaf Green, but... It doesn't matter. Um, Mega Mega Kick, sorry, not Mega Punch, has a PP of 5, a power of 120, and an accuracy of 75. Um, Mega Kick deals damage and has no secondary effect. You know, it's just sort of big kick, big hit punch. I guess not punch, literally. uh, Quite the opposite, in fact. Big, big kick. You know, just kick him, literally. Uh, What else is there to say? Dusk, Dusk Noir can learn this move despite not having any visible legs. Oh, this is a holdover from its pre-evolution Dusk Clops, which does have legs. Got it, you know? Maybe he just makes ghost legs out of thin air. Maybe he, he kicks with his arms. I don't know. I'm not going to think too hard about it. Let, <laughs> let's look at some... Let's look at the descriptions. What does it say? A powerful kicking attack. A normal type attack. Out of all of the Pokemon kicking attacks, this is the strongest. There, you hear, you hear it there. It is the strongest. Uh, the target is attacked by a kick launched with muscle-packed power. 
You know, you'd think this move would be a fighting type move. But it's it's just kind of a it's just a normal it, it's just a normal kick. It's just a really hard kick. It's not fighting type though. Don't be confused. <laughs> Interesting. You know, I mean what else is there to say? I say that a lot about moves, but what else is there to say? Anyway, uh, that is going to do it for me for today. A uh, bit of an bit of an uninteresting ending with Mega Kick, but you know, what else is there to say? Um, do be sure to support the podcast over at uh, at Extreme Evocast on Twitter, and make sure to give it a review on iTunes if you haven't already. Uh, even a low you know, a low star review. It doesn't matter if it's a good or bad review. If it's, you know, if that's what you think, then uh, I implore you to do so. It only helps with uh, getting myself noticed. And also if it's bad, uh, giving me some, some criticism, you know, I want to, I want to try to improve the podcast as best as I can. You can also watch uh, video versions of episodes of this podcast over on the Extreme EvoCast YouTube channel. Uh, and, of course, if you want more stuff from me, like my streams, my art, uh, you can follow me at LilySeon on Twitter, uh, L-I-L-L-I-E-C-E-O-N. Um, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you in the next one where I will be talking about uh, the... I, I assume updates that we'll be getting uh, to the Diamond of Pearl remakes and Legends Arceus after the direct in like two days. So look forward to that. Bye. Bye.